Welcome to the Class War Podcast. I'm your host, Eric. And I'm Kate, Eric's wife. All right, everyone. We're going to talk about some one of my favorite topics. <laughs> places to eat. Yes, food. <laughs> places to eat. Um, so we're going to cover three uh, three little subsects in this. We're going to cover general stores and places to provision along the Class Force. Some of my favorite restaurants along the Class Force. And also um, Catherine's favorite cocktail spots, because generally I'm the one who's always driving. Mm-hmm. We're going to cover breweries and creamy stands and a different episode because I, I really want to get on a, a special guest host for that that I think you're all going to really like and knows the Vermont beer scene. And has MVAs. Arguably better than anybody in the Vermont beer scene. So I think you guys will really enjoy that. So um, we're going to leave that. Maybe it will be the next podcast or the podcast after all, but um, I think that's going to be a real cool episode. But this episode, we're going to focus on um, giving you some great spots to help plan your routes. Um, again, we don't talk about specific trail names or anything like that, but these are some great towns once you have the maps uh, or if you're just using um, you know, Onyx or whatever else you're using or Avenza. Um, these are some great places to do some provisioning and, and have a good meal along the trails. So first off, let's get into... Some of our favorite um, provisioning stops in general stores. Yeah, so I really like Bernard Country, uh, Country Store. Um, it's one of the few places you can also get gas, and they also have non-ethanol as well. Um, you can eat in there. There's a little they they do the, you know, the breakfast sandwiches and the little you know warm me up thing, um, but you, they also have tables so you can sit down and eat and have you know home fries. And eat in there. Huge nice pancakes. Yeah. And we they, love their pancakes. They also do really nice um, pastries. And then another tip, another fat kid tip for me is by the, just before you get to the register, they have little paper bags with cookies. And the raspberry filled cookies are top notch. <laughs> uh, they are incredible. Both even the, well, even beyond that is if you ever see them, the lemon filled ones. They don't do it very often, but those are those are up there to kill for. They uh, and from a you know a standpoint, if you can go past it on the way home, then they have a really good uh, uh, like a fridge cabinet, and they'll have you know thick cut pork chops or salmon. It's good stuff to grill by the so, yeah to grill to grill in with um, in the evening at your, at your so you're not side. having hot dogs or something. Uh, and they have a good mix of like produce and other stuff. It's it's just a cool. It's also one of the oldest general stores in operation in Vermont, and it's run by the uh, the town. It's and it's a great place to stop and sit down and actually have food because you're right by the the beautiful lake there. And in that area, mm-hmm. Silver Lake, and you yeah. can actually people just go there buy sandwiches to or they do good sandwiches. You can take that and then go sit by the lake and maybe have a dip. If it's I've a seen hot day. I've seen Brady jump in there many times in the speedo. <laughs> oh, uh, he's a beautiful man. <laughs> Um, I've broken Catherine. Uh, Brady has that effect. Uh, (laughs) So, um, that's a great spot. And also, if you're up in that area doing the class wars, there's some really long stuff. Um, It's a great place to provision. They do not have diesel, though. If you need diesel, you have to go all the way down into Bethel for diesel. Um, Or back into Woodstock. That's just one thing to remember about Barnard. Oh, and they also have um, huge amounts of beer. Yeah, and, Barnard, and, yeah they Barnard, do. Has a, Barnard has a pretty big, big fridge, uh, Big fridges of, yeah, um, of beer. Oh, and they also have a bathroom. Yes. that Absolutely key. So, funny story with that bathroom. Um, that bathroom saved me during COVID so many times because when I moved down to Reading, when, I, when we bought Peter's house, was in the height of COVID and no one had no one was open. No one had a bathroom open between Trelot, Vermont. I wasn't that lucky. Remember? Yeah. Um so bad. And uh that was there was no bathroom open between Trelot and all the way down in Reading. It's two hours each way. And for right. a month and a half, I drove that every day to move us from Trelot down here. Um, and I planned and, all the routes uh, and Barnard Country Store was my oasis because they actually had a bathroom that I could use 
um, and they were incredibly nice and open during the whole pandemic. So I, I always have a lot of admiration for the Barnard Country Store. Next on our list, what do we have? Grafton. Market. Oh, Grafton Market. This is this is really. really I think this amazing. is your favorite. It it is. It is. There's outdoor seating. There's like a little deck, and there's also a patio. And inside the store, they have just oh, amazing selections of cheeses. They have pre-made meals that are really nice. I mean, sandwiches oh, are incredible. The sandwiches are great, but they have really, really nice meals. I had a, an amazing roast beef on baguette with a Dijon mustard sandwich. It was just in their quick to go section. Um, we actually stopped there for the cemetery tour a couple weeks back. Mm-hmm. And um, it is top notch. They have creamies, amazing pastries. I had a lavender white chocolate cookie, which um, I think was wasted on my palate. It felt like it tasted it tasted good, but um, oh no, that berry thing I had. Remember? Yeah, she had the amazing. But the oh, back to the cookie, amazing. it was it was like having a really nice white chocolate um, cookie that had a distinct taste of potpourri. Yeah, it was definitely wasted on you. It was wasted on me. It, like Gordon Ramsay would have been all over that palette, or like Mary Berry. It was wasted on a simple Vermont kid like me. Well, I um, had this, and the, the, they had some special things, and this was the last one, and it was a lemon, just really like a lemon mousse almost, but it wasn't a mousse. It was like a lemon light cream with berries on top. Oh, it was absolutely... I even went back in and asked them if they had any left, but that was the last one, unfortunately. It was really that good. I mean, I had a sandwich there, and the, the kids sat there after that last and tour. And they also have full meals in their cooler that they can heat up there for you. Yeah, and they also have a, have a lot of beer. Um, and there's some really nice bits and pieces in there. We bought, Derek and I really love charcuterie, so we bought a little cheese knife in its own like holster thing, like it's knife like Damascus holder. It's rolled steel. Right. It's and a shop. We bought that. You bought yeah, that massive charcuterie board. Um, it's gorgeous. But it is an awesome place to stop. And then if you're on for our maps this year, I've listed two really good spots. Or because a lot of times that store can get pretty packed. Two really good spots that you can wheel to and um, have an amazing lunch right by the river. Um, so I highly, highly recommend Graft. It it gets busy, but it's great. And there's a lot of good stuff in that area for. Uh, for class fours within the, you know, a couple towns area. It's just, but there's not a lot of stores. Uh, Grafton is kind of an oasis down there because a lot of the area around that is is, is depressed, um, particularly when you move farther south. So next one is another one of my favorites is Hastings General Store in West Danville. Um, if you're up in the Northeast Kingdom, this is my go-to, my go-to stop. Um, and it's, it's awesome. It is as Vermont general store as one can get. The post office is in it for the town. It's also the town liquor store. It's right by the uh, the pond up there. I think it's Joe's Pond. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but she has amazing donuts every morning and really good baked goods. It should, you walk in there and you know it's that general store is exactly the way it's been since the 1800s. And they're incredibly nice. Um, that's where I go to provision for day trips when I'm up in the, when I'm up in the kingdom. We'll be stopping there when we do, uh, my Derek's fat kid slash anti-campsite cooking. Um, that's going to be the Sunday morning breakfast stop. Um, they don't have gas. Um, you have to go into, again, if you're up in the kingdom, you have to go into Danville to Marty's short stop for gas. They have diesel gas. Um, and then that's also a decent place to provision with, uh, with a butcher and stuff, it's just not, it's okay, but it's not the same level of, of cool general store experience as the Hastings General Store in, in West Danville. Um, definitely worth the stop. And as I said, if you can make it up into the kingdom, the class fours up there are amazing. The people are incredible. Um, they really want people out on those class fours and spending their money up there, mm-hmm. which is a completely different experience than you see down here where everyone I mean, has it's, horses, down here is good rich. down here is good but and they don't um, need the money they don't you do want encounter, you you do encounter more mm-hmm. people who don't want you on the trails mm-hmm. the farther south in vermont you go but the trails are, the class horse is still open they're still good it's just they understand that 
they want the tourism and they understand that not just us with the overland vehicles, UTVs, all that stuff are the future as snowmobile season is dying in Vermont. So um, really worth worth getting up into the kingdom, especially if you've been to VOBSs before and you haven't really made the trip up there. The only time people used to really go up there was to go up to Hill Farmstead. And now we've added a bunch more towns up there. There are incredible class four roads up in, up in the kingdom. Um, so, but Hastings General Store is a great place to provision and get a breakfast sandwich. So let's talk now about um, Singleton's General Store in Proctorville. Singleton's, where you can buy an amazing ham, alcohol, and ammunition. Uh, <laughs> it is so Vermont. It is a, it is an old school store. Um, Singleton's is pretty famous for their breakfast sandwiches, and then their hams and just coolers of anything that is pig related pork uh like just their bacon but really their singleton's hams are famous uh, yeah i uh, i often send i've been known to send ham as a che- hams to people as a cheer me up gift if i think they're who feeling like down ham? yeah who doesn't like ham especially if they're a fellow fat kid like me <laughs> uh you know like everyone sends like hey hope you're doing better card i send a ham uh but singleton's is worth a stop if you that is one of the great places you could provision for a whole weekend because it has like a little mini grocery store in it. You can provision for a whole three or four day trip at Singleton. Oh, they have a lot. They have a uh, lot there. They have good sandwiches. They have good burger sandwiches, but like the quality of their meats is really good. Um, it's always busy. It's always busy. Mm-hmm. Brown, I follow them on Facebook, and yeah. I, I follow their their sandwich of the day on Facebook. I, I often, I often. Um, plan my routes if we're going to start somewhere down there because they have such amazing breakfast sandwiches. Also, for the Class 4 stuff, Singleton's is a great area. I can give this one away because it's not Class 4. If you're going to go fly fishing up here, the black, that river section, the Black River, black river, river section, yeah. between Singleton's General Store and Downers is just epic. It's um, so beautiful. That is, that is where you go that. to... That's one of the better fly fishers. That's where Orvis is going to be doing some of the guide stuff at the um, at the pilgrimage. Um, I know that's where they wanted to hit. We helped them plan a route from South Royalton down to there. Um, but it's a great place. And then if you want um, lunch and stuff, you can proceed into Ludlow. There's good. Um, there's some good sit down restaurants. But Singleton's is always on my list for for go to, particularly for breakfast sandwiches and provisioning. So next on the list uh, is a site that also has gas, which is Bridgewater General Store. Yeah. So Bridgewater General Store, um, cool store. They have gas and diesel, and it's just conveniently located in an area where there is no real other options out there for gas and diesel, especially if you've been doing a lot of the class fours um, in the, you know, a couple town radius around that. Um, they do good sandwiches, um, they do good creamies, and they have pretty good bacon. It's not the fast boy. They have a decent beer selection. It's a great gas and lunch and creamy stop. It's not a place I'd provision at because they don't have steaks, they don't have any of that stuff. It's it's just a great midday stop. And um, I added it to a list because it's just, we're always there. It's super convenient for the class four roads in that area. Um, and they're nice. Uh, <clears throat> downside is it does not have a proper bathroom. It has a porta potty, which is I'm not a fan of. But um, you know, other than that, it's a it's a good store. Oh, the turkey gobbler sandwich they do with turkey stuffing um, and cranberry, cranberry sauce. Yeah, top notch. That is that is my favorite sandwich around. Um, it's definitely. It, for for just for just a, a mid lunch provisioning like a mid lunch gas sandwich place it's it's good and when you're out in the class forest there's nothing else around that area um, so worth worth checking out. So <clears throat> now moving on to more kind of sit down to eat places and this is also a great provisioning stop. They just don't have grass. The Brownsville uh, butcher shop. Brownsville Butcher and Pantry. Yeah, yeah, they're just they're just you know 
10 minutes from from our house uh incredibly owned by incredibly nice people and not far off so if you're coming up from the south they're not far off 91 right so a lot of people coming Convenient. up are you know to get to class force but if you want to get the best seafood and steaks Meat. yeah and, i mean anything just, anything in vermont like Peter is an incredible butcher. Oh my God. Everything um, is aged. And then you look, you walk in and you can see, and you can eat there too. There is a, there is a breakfast and, and lunch and menu dinner, yeah. and dinner. But if you want to get your own stuff, you, you, I mean, they, they, they do all of their own butchering and preparation and storage. They're there. doing that while you're in there. Like it's, it's, it's phenomenal. Um, and the, then they make their own homemade sausages. They also, this year is the first year, homemade creamies. Uh, they make all their own homemade creamy mix. Oh, they do now? Yep. And they have a really on point beer selection yeah, and wine selection. And they have fresh produce so you could get, whether you want to get a really nice um, like green beans or salad. They have a great selection of different you, fruits and you, vegetables and bread. You can, oh yeah. The, and fruits. You can do, you can make a really good couple days meals by just stopping. Definitely. The, and like. And they have a deck where you can eat outside as well yeah, as inside. Peter and Lauren stock some of the most amazing sauces, like that jerk sauce that Laz turned you oh on to. Oh my God, that. For the salmon. Busher Brown, is it Busher Browns? Yeah, jerk? it's Busher Browns jerk sauce. Absolutely amazing. Um. We'll do a campsite cooking podcast, but I won't host that because, as ever, all of you know, I'm kind of like Yogi Bear at the pilgrimage. I wander from campsite to campsite, and people feed me. I don't actually cook. Um, that's not my skill. So we will bring on a really a, a good guest chef who's uh, who's good for that. But um, Brown's a little butcher, no gas, amazing provisioning stop, the best, the best meat and cuts like he. It's just, hands down, it's a really high-end butcher, hands down the best stop. If I want an amazing steak or I want an amazing um, lamb or or have, like, salmon on the campsite, like... Well, they do really nice. They have really nice cheeses and pâtés as well, actually. Yeah, so they do some And they sell King Arthur bread, so they'll have the nice bread and the, you know, the, the loaves of bread, but they yeah. also have the baguettes that's, and it's stuff. It's a good stop. And, and champagne um, and beer That's the place, wine. like... That's where I would stop before I hit the class horse. Um, you know, I can't stress this enough. Don't come to Vermont with food and all that. Buy it here. This is, it's not like it is out west. Like, you can provision from, that's why we're doing this. You can provision from general store to general store. You don't need. You will not be hungry. You don't need an amazing <laughs> chest freezer. I want one. I think they're awesome. But here, you can literally get away with no chest freezer. And just have like a regular core and some ice and do four days up in Vermont and be completely fine. And then a couple of other local places. Uh, obviously, Worthy Burger. Yeah, our, friend, our good friend Jason at Worthy. Um, that's both in Woodstock and in South, South Royalton. Royalton. Mm -hmm. So the one in South Royalton is a mile from the, is a mile from the, the venue. Um, and the cool that's thing right with that one is... It does not require reservations, um, but they it have is a smaller menu than worthy. A little smaller menu, but kitchen. like it's still, I but think it's still great. I do have to say, I think their menu is more creative. They definitely do more specials than kitchen. Right. Um, I really like that, um, and it's a great place to sit outside, hang out, and um, yeah. There's indoor seating and outdoor seating, and it's where South Royalton is. It's and a it's very, covered outdoor seating. South so Royalton is a good. very convenient place to. Get lunch because there's loads of stuff around there, like Class Horse in many, many towns around there, or an amazing spot to have dinner there because you can just book in a, a site at Henderson's Hideaway. Again, right. so you can book in with Cheryl at Henderson's Hideaway anytime during the year if you ever want to stay up here. Um, that is that is a great thing, and they're a mile, a mile down the road. So Worthy Burger, amazing. Worthy Kitchen. Incredible menu, Southwoods in, in Woodstock, but they require reservations because they are so booked. One of the if you turn up there, you won't get a table. Yeah. But they're on open table as well. They're so on a, they are on open table. Just use the um, app. One of the cool things that makes Worthy special is you will find Hill Farmstead on tap there, which is incredibly rare 
at most of the restaurants don't have Hill Farmstead on tap because Hill Farmstead has amazing beer, but they don't want you to have it. So it's incredibly difficult to get to it. I won't get into their brewery and all that other stuff. Maybe we'll cover that in their brewery thing. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, amazing beer selection. Um, if you want to go and have a burger and sample some of Vermont's best beers, Worthy either kitchen or burger is the place to do it. And speaking of Woodstock, uh, just up the road from there, probably not even a, a mile, is uh, the Vic. So it's um, it's actually a, like a hotel, but they have a downstairs bar. It's in this you know old Victorian house, and you can walk in, and they have nice sofas, and they do. It feels like a nineteen thirties. Yeah, it's it's bar, lovely, and it's from four to eight. So if you are, it's definitely doable for cocktails when you're up here for a trip and then to still make it to your camp. Again, always have a designated driver. Can't stress them enough. Now Jason, my lawyer, will be happy. Um, yeah, you're mine. <laughs> I know, right? So that's why we don't do beer tours. I'd just be organized during driving. Uh, anyways, the Old Vic, lovely place. Uh, some amazing cocktails. Um uh, Right in and charcuterie and charcuterie right in Woodstock, um, right on the main on the main road. Right on the main drag. It's a it's a pink Victorian. Yeah, building. it's bright it pink. Can't, you really can't, can't miss it. it. <laughs> but um, I believe they're really open from Tuesday through Friday. Saturday seems to be hit or miss lately. So check, give them a call. But um, definitely worth if you want a good cocktail and some charcuterie. Um, that is a place to check out. And then also local, and we went there. What was it last weekend? Yeah. With our lovely neighbors. And then we went over to Ludlow and uh, Main and Mountain. It's called The Bar at Main and Mountain. And there's indoor seating. There's also outdoor seating with on fire the patio pits. with fire pits, which is, which is great. Um, and that's a cool area because Ludlow has – so let's be honest. A lot of people – I'd say a vast majority of our people are camping via rooftop tent, you know, ground tent, whatever. We also have a, a contingent of people that come up and stay in Airbnbs or stay in hotels. And Ludlow, if you're looking for an Airbnb to come up and do some overlanding trails, particularly particularly this time of year, is hands down the place to do it because there's so many available because it's a ski town. Right. So don't feel like... And also, it's another thing. If like you're coming with your wife or your kids and like camping is going to be a massive pain in the ass. Airbnb... Especially if you've got young children. Airbnb... I mean, oh. So you can still get out in the class four roads. They can have an amazing time, but you've taken the entire pressure of camping off. Because like with this event, the class fours are there to be enjoyed. There's no right or wrong way to do this. I don't, I don't care if you are doing it on a ground tent that you bought from Coleman that was $39. You're doing it in a most expensive, amazing rooftop tent with a you know executive chef level kitchen. Or if you're staying at the Woodstock Inn, if you are there at the event and having fun or out on the class fours and having fun, you're doing it right. That's what... Yeah, we'll just all do it together. It doesn't matter how you do it. It doesn't matter how you camp. This is an open to anyone event. And the class fours in Vermont are open to you. They're not open year round. They're really open from about like mid-May, once we get past mud season, up till... About November 1st is the, is when most towns shut them down. Maybe November 15th. Either way, enjoy them. So we're trying to also give you options where if you can't just, if you're not just going to be out camping, you still have some cool stuff to do. So Ludlow is the place for that. So casting our gaze further north, we've got a couple of places, which I particularly love, the Rochester Cafe. Oh, Ross, Rochester is a town in general that... um. Again, is, you know, you're getting a theme. There's class fours near these places. Um, Rochester for provisioning slash everything is just an awesome and town. And you wouldn't, and you wouldn't think it, but it's got a. You wouldn't think it's it, kind of a hardware store. Yeah, and, and it's not even a chain hardware store. It's like the Rochester hardware store. Super nice. It's like a classic Vermont hardware store. They still sell like ammo and stuff. And there's a max market so that's a liquor store I have, and a grocery store. I have store. a thing with, we were, we were out wheeling last year on the class fours. I was with Jared and his FJ and we went to Rochester cafe with the kids for lunch and the FJ broke and it was a Sunday. So the hardware store is closed. Oh, I remember you telling me. And 
just like in Rochester, people just like walking by, they come up and they're like, hey, do you need some help? And this guy's a former FJ mechanic. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, that's about He's like, hey, dude, if we need something, like, I can just call my friend and we can open up the hardware store and just go and get whatever we need. Like, <laughs> he's fine with that. Like, when does that It's just ever like happen? the most Vermont town you can come off. So you have Rochester Cafe, which is great, incredibly good. It's just good home cook. It's, it's good, plain food. It's not it's much home about. Food. Yeah, it's, you if you have kids chili, and you, yeah, and like, or you just want to get, right, they also have incredible soups. That is the place to go um, with Rochester Cafe. It's great. And then you also have a good gas station there. You have Max Market, Max Market, which is just a great little Vermont grocery store that also has a little yep, liquor store in it, store so you can provision. And then across from Rochester Cafe is uh, Sandy's. Books, and, books bakery. and bakery. I haven't been there, but oh, you I've been me there about a couple it. times. So Sandy's Books and Bakery is a really awesome experience. So you walk into this old Victorian era house that is also a bookstore and also a bakery, and you can sit at little tables and just have amazing soup and sandwiches and pastries and peruse these incredible. Books that, like, I was, like, just, I was sitting there reading the history of Scotland from what... Oh, you were? Yeah, it's amazing. Just, it's just a really cool shop. I love it. They're, I like that style of just going in there, having amazing, it's an experience. It was fun. We went there in November. It was the last time I was up there. We went out with a a bunch of the guys. We were doing a a trip up in that area. And um, it's just a cool, cool shop. Another, it's good for the kids. Like, granted... There, it's just soup and sandwiches and pastries. So, like, Rochester Cafe is a little easier with the kids, but... Um, yeah, but they get... I mean, Rochester Cafe get really busy, and they do but they have, do like, ha- a little they have tourist a lot of, shop as but well. But they also have outdoor seating now, which makes it a lot oh, do easier. they? Yeah. I hadn't They've seen They've added that. a bunch of outdoor seating. So, Good. Rochester Cafe... Oh, and they have bathrooms, proper bathrooms. Yes. Um, Does Sandy's have a bathroom? Yeah. Okay. So, um, Rochester in general is a town. Definitely a good a good place to... Provision. You could, if you're coming from north, you can provision in Rochester for everything you need. Definitely. Um, and then further north, somewhere that I've never actually made it to, is Parker Pie. In oh, Burma. this is one of my favorites. Famous place. So Parker Pie is a Northeast Kingdom just legend. It is. Everyone, if you live in the Northeast Kingdom, you know Parker Pie. Mm-hmm. And it's up in Glover, Vermont. So. It's not far off of 91 when you're heading north. Um, so I generally end trips when I go up there at Parker Pie because um, they have the most incredible pizzas. Um, and it's just a cool, they also have a small general store, but not anything, but you can, you can get growlers of Hill Farmstead there, which is impressive. There's not many places you can do that. Um, Great beer selection, just awesome food selection, big parking lot, lots of outdoor seating, um, not as much indoor seating, but um, and also they have a lot of amazing beers on tap. It is, um, if you're in the Northeast Kingdom, you are remiss without going up to Parker Pie. Um, really, the only way you're going to be up there is because you, you went up there because it's a freaking hike from anywhere else in um, the kingdom is up there. But totally worth it. Like I said, the, the, the class fours up there are amazing. Um, one thing to note, though, that up in Glover and all that stuff, you will see UTVs on the main roads. Um, <laughs> side-by-sides are legal to drive on the roads up there. So just be, just be cautious. Um, but Parker Pie, worth the trip. Um, there's a little gas station like down the road. But that is an epic lunch or dinner spot you can spend some serious time there um especially if you have a group we're just having and just get a couple different of the amazing pizzas and go from there so so that really concludes the the country store and uh restaurant cocktail i mean there's some other there's some other awesome stuff. These are our favorites. We, yeah, these I, are our favorites. I can't list everything else off because uh, these are my go-to favorites. And you can build some really cool trips just using this. Uh, and, like, I'm really looking forward to doing the brewery. Uh, 
um, episode with you and we'll do a, I think we'll do a creamy stand and swim hole um, podcast because those two really go together when it's pure summer. When that we'll do that hot, one. Yeah. Well, that one hot in July. But um, for this week's vehicle walk around, uh, we're going to talk about one of Kate and I's favorite, I don't know, probably our favorite rover. Apart from Isla, but more useful, yeah. We have a 1978 Land Rover 109 X Army Ambulance. And the whole story of this Land Rover is... Um, was that the Cypress one, or was that... Yeah, so this... Okay. This was another We've cool, had a couple. We had two ambulances. This is yeah. the ambulance that didn't try to kill me at every turn. My first 1966 ambulance used to like to, like, lose brakes at convenient times. Not enough, like, where it could kill me. But let me know it was capable of killing me at any point if it wanted it to. If it wanted to. Um, whereas this ambulance has been a much better ambulance. So the cool things about when you're dealing with a vehicle that's an ambulance is the just the sheer amount of space you have to play with. No, no, that's not the best thing. What? The best thing is the bulkheads. When the children are arguing in the back, you can just set the window. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is pretty awesome. When the kids were smaller. <laughs> so, you know, when you mod your ambulance to fit three car seats in the back and then... You can just shut the attendance window and just hear muffled <laughs> screaming. Um, that, is, that is a nice thing. But you do have a lot of space to work with. And um, the first time I actually came down here. I came across some photos we were, on my phone today of us over the river camping down there. We were camping back, at VOBS like yeah. 2017 in our ambulance at the, at the house we now own, but we were camping here in the and ambulance. And then we camped over the river after that with the military tent and the wood stove, remember? We camped, yeah, yeah. I think that was the following year, No, maybe? we camped two years in, up in the field here and then one year down there, I think. Whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think you're right. Um, But it was, the cool thing with the ambulance is you get a lot of space. Not enough to stand up in, but we could fit, we had, Three stretchers. It's fully still set up as like a military ambulance in the back. So Catherine would be lying on a stretcher with nothing above her on like six inches of memory foam. Yeah. And you also have fans that were designed to keep the patients cool in hot weather climates which blowing on it, which was awesome. awesome. And then you'd have on the other side where the kids and I would sleep, the boys would split a cot. They were smaller. They were smaller. They're they were definitely now, smaller. But they and, were smaller. Um, so they would split the bottom bunk, and I would go on the top bunk. And they could have memory foam because they're small. I couldn't. So I mostly just stared at a bulkhead. Like, uh, they said the ceiling, which stare, is like... Stare at the ceiling. I'm claustrophobic, and I can't um, be on the top bunk like that. I just, I just can't do it. But we could fit everyone. And we had two Irish wolfhounds in the car with us, too, sleeping on the aisle in between. We had Avon Rover with us. Oh, my God. Back, uh, both, sadly, both those gogs have passed, but they were... They were a good time. But the cool thing with the ambulance is you could fit all that. We could all camp in it. There's no bullshit tents. And it rained that VOBS. So hard. It rained so I hard felt that so VOBS. so sorry for people with tents. And oh all we had God. to do was literally get out. <laughs> walk around the driveway. Walk around and open the door, get in, and leave. That uh -huh. was it. So the ambulance started. I bought this ambulance in the UK from a guy who bought it direct from the British Army. And it spent from, I think it was 1980 all the way till like 2009 in uh, Cyprus. It was a British Army ambulance in Cyprus. It was one of... Was that when they were doing something with a radiator and all that sanity yeah, coming with, out? Yeah, well, I'll get to that. But um, it spent its whole life in Cyprus. The chassis and the bulkhead were amazing. There was no rust on it. Um, and it was there... There's still troubles going on in Cyprus at the time, but it was one of four ambulances on the island um, for the British Army. And so, like, it had a cool history. Every every British infantry unit had rotated through it and used it at some point. And it was one of the last serving series in British Army service. It mm -hmm. was in retired incredibly late um, because they just didn't feel like they needed the need. And it worked. And it was really low mileage. Um, so I bought it, shipped it over. And we, what year was that? When did, you, uh, when did you buy it? 2016, something like that. We've had the ambulance is the one we've had the longest, which says, I, if you guys don't. Uh, she needs a lot of work, but she's going to be great. <coughs> no, she needs cosmetic work. Mechanically, she's, yeah, she's mechanically, top notch she's now. But, um, so I bought it, started using it, and then 
as I started getting more into actually getting out on the, on the class fours, it started to evolve from just being a regular ambulance Land Rover um, to getting modded with better wheel wolf wheels so I could air down lower. Um, KM3s, steering guard, winch, and one of the best things I put in it was an overdrive. So if you've ever driven a series, it's a four-speed gearbox, and which is fine, but the problem with it is yeah. the gears just don't line up right to hold your speed on the steep hills of Vermont. And really, that, it, that overdrive acts as a splitter gear, lowers the revs by 30%, so it's an awesome in second and third on the hills around Vermont. Yes, it's great for cruising and forth and stuff on the interstate. And this ambulance, one of the other cool things that I got it when it had a Turner engine on, so it one compression. So I can cruise like 65 in an ambulance, which has worse aerodynamics than a fucking brick. <laughs> um, and it will go. And it, it just it really transformed the car. And the ambulance has seen a lot, a lot of use. It's done multiple oh, winter yeah. romps. Um, and which, you supporting the cycling races? Yeah, too, so it did. It did a Vomar, which was one of the favorite bike races. It was, I only got to do it once, but I was an epic chasing cyclist through the snow in March. It was awesome. Um, although, like you are, you were literally chasing them in an ambulance. I felt bad. We chased a, this. You want to talk about like inspiration? We followed a lady who was in her mid seventies doing the Vomar bike race. I think it was like wow. 24 miles or whatever. She did the whole thing. It took her seven hours, but we literally followed her in an ambulance with me and an EMT. <laughs> and like, she get off, but like that was inspiration watching her go. Cause it's not hard to pedal fast for like an hour and a half. Like if you're super fit, like they're not hard. The inspiration is watching her do it. Um, so we supported that. We supported a couple other bike races and, when I say support, we did a lot of pre-running. When you pre-run, it's a whole, I don't, we'll probably do a podcast with Volars at some point. And the, and that, those guys, particularly Volars, they, they cruise on the class force fast. And, um, you don't want to be the guy holding them up. So I was driving this ambulance for everything it was worth, trying to keep up with Bumble, which was a, Oh, Built-up Range Rover Classic that I think needs its own podcast because it was a death trap, but it would wheel anywhere. Um, yeah, Bumble deserves its own podcast because it's good and bad with that truck. But um, anyways, like I was wheeling so hard, like I destroy. I'm like destroying the ambulance around me trying to do it because like they're all doing it in like you know built-up Range Rover Classic, Defender '90s. Nice Tacomas built out by uh, like Roco Designs and stuff. And like here I am in a 1978 Land Rover ambulance on Lee Springs <laughs> with no lockers, just flogging it. Because just flogging it as hard as I can. The one thing is the ride was amazing or is amazing because it has so much weight on the Leafs. It actually like rides really, really nice. Well. Much like, it's um, like the, and uh, it's steering and stuff is nice. It's just that. It's a really cool stop, but the cool things that we did it to make it more usable is we added heated seats because you sit bolt upright in the ambulance because the bulkhead. Yeah. So that adds a bit. <laughs> I have a plug-in electric fan to keep me cool. Most of the times I just remove the door tops. Um, and it also still has its two-tone, wildly annoying European siren. Ambulance it siren does. in Blue Right, which is sometimes funny to bust out on the trail. <laughs> um but it's it's been evolving like and it we're continuing to evolving. So the last so really by 2020, it needed a serious mechanical and cosmetic re rebuild after me just beating it hard for five years with winter romp. And like I did a lot of shit that you really should not be doing in an ambulance. But it was fun and it did it. And it like, did it, it was just a proof of point. She did it. Um she did it. So, and she looked cosmetically beautiful when she arrived, and now she does not. Um, so, one of the, in future podcasts, we're going to talk about this rebuild as we make, our goal is to build this ambulance into our long-distance rig. Definitely. We're planning a trip to go out and cruise New Mexico and Southern Colorado for two to three weeks next April, and we really want to take the ambulance and do it, because... I again, I have nothing against new vehicles. It's just 
anyone can go out and do it in a brand new Forerunner that's been built up by Roku or whatever. It takes a real idiot slash adventurer to go out and do it in a Series 3 Land Rover. But I do it in, I want to say like 1920s British and African content level of luxury. It yeah, is. I just, yeah, that memory foam and... The, having air and like just yeah. having storage for everything and lights and like doesn't it have oh, red, red lights in the back too yeah it's nice yeah. lights in the back well yeah. like it's so we got it all mechanically fixed in 2020 uh, through really through 2021 um which was a lot of work but now we're getting to the fun part of the beauty bit of beauty bit and and actually building the truck and and moving away from its original military configuration to a configuration that is going to be best set up for um Catherine more, and more I. modern times yeah more modern times and some of our amazing sponsors like fnf um or vendors of the pilgrimage are going to get involved in this um they'll help us with the electric and the solar uh our good friend steve is flying over from the uk to help redo all the inside panels that are warped and also repaint it um, so it's going to be a really cool project. I do not think it's going to be done anywhere near in time for the pilgrimage. No way. But no way. It will be done for our our April trip. So we've had so many good memories. Just so many adventures cool with is, the kids in it. You know? It was our and, favorite thing. Oh, and going down to it to Bristol Falls, Bristol Falls. for the children. So when they got tired and cranky after they'd eaten, they just oh they just go pass out of the nap. Yeah. It was <laughs> awesome. Brilliant. You could fit all the camping chairs everything in it and they're comfortable when you have young children like having the ability for them to have somewhere comfortable have a nap and not have to go home and pack up yeah and this wasn't like it wasn't a campsite it was just us hanging out by a swimming hole which is awesome um we did a lot and like the amb- if i had to go down to one land rover which is saying something considering the amount of land rovers and vehicles i have <laughs> it would probably be the ambulance because i enjoy driving it the most and it it makes people incredibly happy to see an ambulance, everything takes longer in it because everyone wants to talk about the ambulance. Um, and it's just it's just a cool, fun rig. And I've driven it through the winter. It had amazing heat. I've driven it through the summer. Like I daily drove that ambulance for a year. Yeah, like, you did. And I, then I then I transitioned to to driving it. You know, more so, more a lot more during the summer, and then just special events. But like I daily drove a Land Rover ambulance for almost two years. She's a great rig. Um, it's a great, great rig. Um, but it's it's constantly evolving things we're going to look for is like the backwing awning with the side so we can have the kids sleeping on the outside with cots roof rack with solar and that's another thing like i want to get into a little bit is that's what time is the difference between overlanding in vermont new england versus overlanding out west and i'm not really the guy to i guess to talk about overlanding out west because i've never done it i've only been out there but here in Vermont, everything really, I guess, like, unless you go up in the main North Woods. But, again, in the main North Woods, you're not really hardcore. There's no real obstacles. You're just driving You're just driving forest roads. So, like, you could do it in a Subaru. Whereas here, you have, like, the ambulance has to be capable of doing, like, my goal with the ambulance is it has to be doing everything red and below. Um, and it will get a rear locker and that stuff. Whereas when you go a lot of stuff out west, you can get away with just being dirt road capable. And basic it's fast it's forward. miles you're covering miles and miles Here, and miles i believe um, you have to you have to keep them technically capable but you don't have to carry loads of extra fuel like you do out west here in vermont you right. don't have to carry um you don't have to have an electric fridge freezer because here you can do everything with just a core not even have a core um it's just the different level of how i how we build our vehicles and set up our vehicles um is really interesting to me so as you guys have seen from these podcasts or seen from pictures my vehicle because i live here in vermont my vehicles are all set up for weekend trips or even mostly day trips just because that's what i use them for so what inspires me is when i come to these when, you, when i have you guys come to the pilgrimage i Sing see all this i see the all these setups yeah. crazy and then like crazy cool people telling me what worked what didn't work i learned so much from the interactions just around the campsite um that it really makes it makes life so much easier than to have to experiment with myself. And I can touch it and feel it and see how it works and 
you're like, hey, you know, like I like this yeah, line. Get inspiration. I, I wish I'd gone a different route, or I wish I'm not. That stuff is cool, and that's one of the great things about the pilgrimage is you get to see all that stuff and see so much stuff. And it's just in the it's our third year, just in the three years I've done it, my setup has completely evolved from originally just being in the ambulance to now rooftop tent camping trailer and everything else. And even the trailers evolved, um, you know, to like going down into the ground tent as we've learned that camping with a with an Irish wolfhound is not something that's best done in the vehicle. <laughs> um, two reasons. One, he's huge. And two, I don't know if any of you guys have Irish wolfhounds, but they're notorious for their farts. They're so... They're especially so Max. Bad. Max are way worse than Ava's were. Oh, uh, Max are horrible. I literally so, thought he'd taken a dump in the room, but it wasn't. It was a fart. Yeah. He did it to me up in the Northeast Kingdom. It brought me back to my days in the gas chamber in the Air Force. Um, but like I've evolved. I'm like I didn't have to work, do a lot of research for ground tents. I was like, "Hey, community, what's the best way to do it?" And everyone's like, "Gazelle." And so like we just ordered a gazelle tent. Super real. Like it just, it's awesome. And yeah, sharing knowledge. What we love about the pilgrimage is the community, and that's I can't stress this enough. It's not just an event. This is a community. It's family. Um, it is more than just one event. <clears throat> it is year round. So. I think we've probably rambled on for enough. I just want to covered everything. I mean, there's the cemetery tour, July first. Oh yeah, we'll get into the, the upcoming yeah. tours. So in case just anyone wants to remind anyone. So um, the one immediately is this Sunday coming up. Uh, the, gold. the 25th. We have the gold panning, tour. gold panning, and, and history tour. Uh, and history tour. Um, I think there are still tickets. If you're in, again. All my history tours are only open to people who have signed up for the pilgrimage. It's just one of the perks we do. Um, whereas when we do the meet and greets, which we will get back to doing in July. Um, I've just been so busy this month in June with the kids and, uh, and events. I have not been able to get a meet and greet. Those are free for anyone to come out. But the tours, you can only sign up through on um, the pilgrimage. And they're at, a, they're at a much reduced rate versus what you'd normally be paying. Um, and also... They're, the big focus with my stuff is the history side of it, or I guess the food side of it, and the, the side other one. Of it. Who yeah. are we kidding? Yeah, and I and like these are greens and blue only stuff. I if you want to go do hardcore stuff, book one of the amazing guide services. I'm happy to give you recommendations. Um, I am not that guy to take you down the crack or like I'm. Ha I I'll do it with me and my friends, but I'm, that's not my specialty. My specialty is the history. My specialty is eating apparently, um, <laughs> and sharing, sharing the places I eat. But so, uh, when's the fat kid one, the fat kid one. Well, there's the one in between that. So on July 1st, we have our second cemetery tour. This is in a whole new area. And that one is going to cover some really cool stuff. And I know we still have slots open for that. I don't know if there's gold slots left. They'd have to ask Mike. Um, one of the recurring themes, you guys know Mike does anything technology-based, because if I did it, it would be LBW Carrier Pigeons. Um, so June 1st is going to start in... That was July 1st. July 1st. That's going to start in South Woodstock, uh, at the South Woodstock store for breakfast. We're going to go see a Revolutionary War graveyard. Um, and this, I don't want to give too much away. This guy survived the war, and he was, but he survived the war and was wounded as a child soldier. Like, that really makes wow. you realize how tough times were um, in the Revolutionary War. Uh, we're going to see some incredible cellar holes. One of them is a huge cellar hole. I wish I could get more information on it, but I haven't been able to find much on it. Um, we're going to see uh, Spiteful Cemetery. There's some amazing stories there. Go see the Indian Stones, um, mm -hmm. which is another really cool story. Um but yeah, and that's a that's going to be a really cool trip. We're trying. I'm gonna. I'm trying to do three different cemetery tours. The first one went great, just in three different areas. Um, Kate and I love wandering around old cemeteries, and here in Vermont we encounter. I do love that. Here in Vermont, and and also as we find them, we've been adding them to the maps. Yeah, I found two last time when we were pre-running. Yeah, I think we. Yeah, we, we had two that we didn't have on the maps. Yep. Um, and. It's worth stopping and paying your respects and seeing the history and just seeing the stories that you can just the the short yeah, stories that you can glean from these from these um, from the stones from mm -hmm. the stones. So 
Um, that's one of our favorite things. That's why we're doing the history. It's one of our passions is that. Um, and then the gold mining story is just awesome. So, and it's just a beautiful spot. And it's, it's one of the ones where the class four roads for it are, are just epic. Um, and then July 29th and 30th, we have the fat kid tool. Derek's fat kid slash anti campsite cooking. Again, recurring theme. I'm Yogi the bear. I prefer not to cook. I much prefer to eat and have others cook for me. That's why I joined the air force. Um, why you married me? Because I could cook. It was one of the. It was one of the reasons. <laughs> I mean, there were others. You're incredibly hot, but um, and the British accent, and oh it's like God. marrying a Bond villain. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyways, so for that one, we're gonna go from uh, Barnard Country Store for breakfast on up into Rochester, which we just covered. Yeah. Um, and then we're gonna also up- gonna stop at Lawson's. Brewery, and I'm working on some stuff with that. Work our way up into Walden, and a lot of you who came to the last couple pilgrimage will remember Chris Freeman and his wife Emily will be mm-hmm. staying up there, and they ran in great little trailside, um, just little restaurant during the Bass Trail, the snowmobile season, mm-hmm. called the Winter Wiener, and they will be <laughs> catering our camping with some incredible home cooked food. Then we'll be heading to the Hastings um, General Store in the morning and then doing some great wheeling and ending and at Parker, Parker Pie, Pie for lunch. And that way it's, it's yeah, I've never been there before, so it's I'm excited convenient near 91 for everyone to head home. But that's going to be a cool trip. Um, limited to 10 only. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. People have been messaging me about the Aviation Archaeology Tour I'm still working on it. I could do it now, but I'm really trying to get access to this one site up in the Northeast Kingdom. Um, and I know a lot of people go up there without permission. I just, that's not the way I am. I refuse to do that. Um, I really want that because it's its just an incredible story and it, it really helps come there. So I expect we will see the aviation archaeology trip in August. Um, and if I have a lot of interest... Again, if you guys, if you went on one of these class four tours and you want me to run it again, I'm happy to run it again. Just let me know which ones you like. Or if you have any new ideas that you'd um, like us to look into, let us know. Yeah, it's, as long as it's history related and that's sort of thing. History like related, that. yep. And no, no, um, we can't do brewery tours. Jason would shoot me with that. Again, Jason the lawyer, one of our amazing friends. He's going to do a good podcast as well on the whole story of how the pilgrimage wound up, wound up in South Royalton. So I figure it's better that he tells the story as my legal representative versus me saying something dumb on the radio. But um, really looking forward to seeing you all, and we'll be back doing the meet and greets, which are free to everybody. Generally, the way we do the meet and greets is they're around Vermont or at one of our, and if we're around Vermont, we'll go out in some of the class fours and just do some local stuff. If they're, and some of them are going to be down in Connecticut with our friends at FNF and OEX, or they'll be, um, we're working on one in New Hampshire with our, uh, our friends at Self Elm Auto, and uh, probably going to team that up with the with the with the Dork Defender Club because Ned and his crew are just epic guys. So really looking forward to that. We'll get back to the meet and greets in July. Yeah, I'll work on I'll work on a date. So there's lots to come, and uh, we still do have a couple tickets left for the pilgrimage. There's not a lot, um, less than like 25. So if you want to get in on the pilgrimage, now's the time. And we do still have. Um, a couple vendor slots. So if you're interested in being a vendor and uh, we're messages, but thanks again for your time. Really look forward to seeing you all soon at one of the tours or in the Facebook group, but have a wonderful evening. Yeah. Have a great night, everyone. And uh, looking forward to seeing you really soon. Take care.